It's Monday at 11 o'clock. You know what that is. It's the Chaz Palminteri Show. Don't forget, I am on uh, YouTube and Spotify and Apple. Uh, so just, you know, if you don't feel like watching me, you can listen to me in your car. And don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like button and press that subscribe button. I know a lot of you people want to hear. I've been getting a lot of requests for uh, old school stuff. And, uh, you know, I enjoy doing it. But I like to have a wide variety of people on my show. Because I do it because this is what I love to do. I don't do it to get 9 million followers. I do it because I love uh, giving you comics and actors and dancers and old school. and It's just a lot of fun. Don't forget... If you want to see my show, go to chazpalmentary.net. The show that Robert De Niro saw, that's how the movie got made. I'm in Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, University of Arkansas, uh, March 1st. March 3rd, I'm in San San Antonio, Texas. I'm at the Umpire Theater in San Antonio. And April 1st, I'm in Atlantic City at the Ocean Casino, at the Ocean Casino, Atlantic City, uh, the big room, the ovation room. And April 3rd, I am in Englewood, New Jersey, at the Bergen Pack Center, Bergen Pack Theater. And in June, I'm at the Richfield Playhouse at uh, the Richfield Theater in Richfield, Connecticut. And don't forget my merchandise. You can get all the t shirts. Now you just can't leave. Unbelievable. Uh, I married, uh, the, the, you know, the door test, uh, uh, now one of the great ones. Just go to chazpalmentary.net. So I'm very excited. I have one of the hottest comics out today. He's, like, incredible. He's got a special out right now, and I'm going to ask him. And uh, he's going to, he's, he's just, you know, hilarious. You got, if you don't, <laughs> when you see a special, you got to see him in person. Uh, he's really great. Paul Vesey. Verzi, yes. Paul Verzi. Paul Verzi, yeah. But everybody says every, because, everybody fucks it up. Because there's an I. There's an I. Messes the, the, me up. the I gets everybody. Paul Verzi. Verzi, yes. Wow. I know it's pronounced like it would be an E, but it's an I. But it's an I. <laughs> it's an I. It's an I. It's an I. It's, it, it, uh, Italians, you know, they're, they're with these. Uh, that's is that Sicilian? It's Sicilian. Yeah, my father is 100% Sicilian. 100%. And my mother's 100% Greek. So I'm I'm fifty. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that yeah is material forever. Well, that probably explain explains their brutal divorce when I was five. But yes, they were, you, were they with divorce. So my older five? brother was my older brother was ten. I was five. My parents got divorced. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Was that traumatic? Yeah, looking na- looking back now, <laughs> it's probably why why it's I tell jokes. Became, yeah, tell jokes. yeah, why I do what I do, and but um, yeah, it yeah. was just you know because yeah. you know Sicilians don't get divorced. Like you know, my father was like, we don't do this, we can't do this. You know, it's early eighties, eighty two. Yeah, that's a while ago. Yeah, it's a while ago. Oh, it's a while ago. And my father's going, no, will and you know, just no, nothing, no, no abuse, cheating, nothing like that. Just just separate, you know, just. And separate. they were married for how many years? I believe 13. 13 years, okay. 13 wow. years, and wow. uh, yeah. So Wow. Yeah. I mean, so you have a... So be, before, I mean, before we get... We're going to get into that, but just tell me, how did you start? One day you just said, you know what? I'm going to be a comic. No, no. I'm going to... As a matter of fact, something weird. Before my parents separated comedy, believe it or not, right. was always a thing. Johnny Carson was on the TV. Right. The old SNLs with Belushi was on the TV. Right. My father was a big 
Rodney, Dangerfield. Oh, yeah. So he took me to Radio City to see Rodney. I was a little boy. Right. By the end of the show, I'm sleeping, but I'm there. Right. But the one that got me, and I've said this many times before, anybody that's a fan of me knows, the guy that got me, the reason I do this yeah. is because of Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. And... Uh, well, one of the greats, come on. Central Avenue, Movie Land. Yeah. Okay, in Yonkers. It was... Raw was playing. Raw, yeah. 1987, Raw. Right. And my grandmother and mother said, you can't take this... 10-year-old boy. 10-year-old is he raw? And you can't take him to see this, the filthy. And my dad took me. Wow. He told them, don't worry, I'm not going to take him. And then he said, I'm going to take you. And we went, and I saw Eddie in the blue, black leather suit. Right. Pulling up in the limo. The limo uh, license plate said raw. He gets out like a like a fucking rock star. Yeah. And I was, I didn't, I couldn't put everything together as 10. Yeah. When he's talking about, you know, trying to have sex with Brooke Shields. I didn't even know what that meant. Right, but right. I'm just watching and right. I'm just listening to the stories of his drunk father fighting with the mother and he put me and it just did something. And that was when Beverly Hills Cop and 48 Hours and Eddie became, and I always kind of had it in me to do when I would tell stories, people would say, Paul, tell that story. And I think my parents being divorced and me moving a lot mm. hurt me. So when I would tell stories and people would laugh, they liked me, and I felt like that was what I yeah. can get, if that makes any sense. I, it makes all, every sense, they, yeah. they would They would look at me and go, right. Paul, tell that story. Watch Paulie tell the story. And it made me feel wow. like, oh, even though there's trauma at home, these people like me and I'm entertaining them. Right. And I didn't really see that until later when I realized that this is what I'm supposed to do. I feel that way. How long have you been a comic now? 20 years. 20 years? 20 years. Now, now Paul, I know... It must have, you worked some tough clubs in the beginning. Oh. <laughs> I know you did. Oh, tough clubs is, a, is an understatement. I stood in somebody, I, somebody says, hey, I want, I want to get you a gig. I'll give you $200. I go, $200? $200 when you're, <laughs> when you're coming up. Tell jokes, and you yeah. To tell jokes, oh my God, I'm yeah. calling people I love. They're going to give me $200. Right. And I show up to the gig and it's a private house. And I'm going, where the fuck? Yeah. And all of a sudden I go in and there's people eating hors d'oeuvres and there's playoff football on. Oh it's a, my God. It's That's a party. It's a death. party. It's a party. There's people just, there's people going to the, and I go, where, I'm sorry, where am I performing? And they go, yeah. no, no, we're going to get everybody in the living room and you're going to stand in front of the TV. And I said, I said, what the <laughs> fuck? What? And I'm standing in front of a TV screen. Right. I'm using an empty Corona bottle as a microphone and you got adults sitting on the floor, sitting down the staircase, sitting on the couch like a club. I will be honest, though. It ended up working out. <laughs> it ended up being okay, but those were the type of gigs. I mean, that's a, if you could do that gig, you could do any gig. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a tough gig. Oh, I did. I remember one time they said, hey, I want you to, do you want to come down? You're going to come to Uptown Harlem, Uptown Comedy Club in Harlem, okay? Yeah, I know a lot of white guys who started in black clubs. All black room, 250 black audience members. I'm the only white person. Like, do you want to do it? No money, six minutes. But do you want to go up there and do it? I drove from upstate. My mother lives up near Poughkeepsie. Okay, so I drove down an hour and a half. I park 124th Street under the bridge. I go into Harlem. And, uh, and they were dressed to the nines. And they're going, this is going to go. We're going to know how this goes real quick. Real quick, right. <laughs> and, and it ended up just being something that I needed to do. And I loved it. You know what it is? You see what you just did, Paul? And I, and I tell my audience this all the time. One of my number one rules, I talk about success and what, show up. Yeah. Now, he could have just said, Harlem, I got to go down there. They're not going to like me. He could have made a million excuses. Yeah. When he did the other gig for, in, in the house, he could have said, I, I don't want to do this. But he did it. You did it. You showed up. 85, 90% mm. of success is showing up. I love you that. show up and shit happens. Yeah. 
today, just today. I, I, I called your people. I said, look, I love. I saw this guy's Netflix special. You, folks, you got to see it. It's a fucking killer. Oh, thank you so no, much. No, no, no. It's a killer. Thank you. And you, and you got to see him in person. And I said, get that guy. I want him on the show. That means a lot. But why? You showed up. You sh- and you, sh- you said, yeah, I'll be there. I saw something that said, too, you need, there's always going to be fear. And there's always going to be, but the reward after, what, what's the, what's the uh, alternative? Staying home? I can't stay home when I had this in me and I had to do it. But of some- course you can. Nobody's going to knock on your door and say, hey, Paul, I got a great part. I got a great gig for you. You got to show up. Can I tell you something? I'm going to tell you something that I've never told many people before, but I'm going to tell you something happened. And I, I don't know, but as you were talking, it hit me and I said, I got I to gotta tell Chaz this. And this is, this is 100% true. Now, not to get too heavy, but no, it's all right. 1997, I hear my mother, from what I hear uh, on my way in the morning to go to high school, I hear either hysterical laughing or crying from my mother's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was the latter. She was crying. She was dizzy. Long story short, there's a tumor in my mother's stomach. She gets stage four cancer in 1997, oh. and it's a horrible thing, okay? Luckily... The Dana-Farber Institute in Boston test drug. My mother's alive and well with us today. Oh, my God. Because of, because of a test drug, okay? Yeah. But I'm, I'm doing, like you said, I'm, I'm coming up. I'm doing the black circuit, the urban rooms, and wherever I can get up, and, and I'm doing that. And one day I get a pain. I get a pain in my right side. And they go, oh, it's probably, probably your appendix. Just go. I go to the doctor, and the doctor goes, and I'm a hypochondriac. Okay? Yeah, I'm, me too. And, and here's the thing. I'm a hypochondriac. I have anxiety, depression, and OCD. Okay, oh. I'm all fucked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah right, okay? Right, okay. So, you know, so the anxiety starts. I'm going, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's probably nothing. I go to the doctor. The doctor pushes it in, and he goes, when I let go, it's going to hurt more. If it's your appendix. He lets go, it doesn't hurt. Right. He goes, oh, you know what? Let's go run some... Le-. And he starts walking out the door. Halfway out the door, he stops, Chaz. Uh. And he goes, I, got, I hate to do this. I got a bad feeling. I'm going to send you up to the hospital, and we're going to go run some tests. Now... Yeah. Now I'm gone. Now I'm your wreck. Now, now I'm a wreck. Okay, right. now I, I, all this stuff is right. running through my head. I go up to the hospital. They make me drink this thing. Yeah. They see a mass and they go, yes, yeah, probably your appendix, but we, yeah. we don't know. Maybe it's turned a different way. Either way, that night I go into surgery. My mother, now my mother. That night. That night. So that night they go, there's something there. We got to take it out. Mm. It's probably your appendix, but either way, my mother is a wreck, but she's trying to hold it together, but she's a wreck. Right. And I go in and she's like, you'll be fine. And I wake up from the surgery yeah. and my mother's there and she goes, they took it out. Everything's okay. And I saw, I saw her face yeah. and she goes, well, they did, they, they, they found something, but it, it should be. Yeah, and, they and, always, and, they always make it nothing. And, and I'm going, and I'm going, what? Yeah. She goes, oh, they found something. Yeah. And, Who was and, your, your gallbladder? And, and, no, no, it was a, there was an infection. There okay. was an infection there, like a diverticular infection. Yeah. But for four days, they're doing a biopsy. I'm, I just started my comedy career. I'm going into these rooms. I'm doing well. I'm doing contests. I'm doing everything right, I right. can do. And now I'm, and they're testing. Were you married at the time? No. Oh, no, I was, I was in my early 20s, right. was not married, and now they're testing this thing that they found, which right. they told my mother, we never seen anything like this, the same thing they told her. So now she I, thinks I, it's I, this. I hate hearing that. So she thinks it's this. I'm, I'm laying, right. it's horrible. She did a bad job. I love my mother. She did a bad job acting like she was okay. She yeah, was not okay. They're, they're not good, yeah. And for four days, I'm in there, and the nurses are good, and I know that they're testing this thing for cancer. Right. And I never said this before on a podcast, but I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you and your listeners, and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with you because you've been an influence with some of the brilliant things that you've said and you're from your movie. Well, thank you. I made a deal with God in the bed, and this is what I said. I said, if you get me through this, okay, because I said I'm just starting my career, 
and I said, and things are going well, and this is my dream, and this is what I want. Mm. And I said, if you get me through this, I said, I'm going to go so fucking hard. I'm going to, I'm going to do everything that I'm afraid of. I'm going to make what I'm already doing, but I just need to get out of this bed okay, and then I'm going to go. And I still think about this today, to this day from when I opened for Bill Burr at Madison Square Garden and Carnegie Hall, then to not opening for a guy like that and headlining myself and then doing a Comedy Central special and a Netflix special. And I really, and that's something that I think about, and I thank God for that. And, and again, not to get heavy, not to get religious, no. but, but I, I, that happened. And for some reason, when you said that, it, it brought it out on this. I've never really talked about this, but that happened. And I look at that today. And that's why I look at life in a way of like, you know, show up, show up and do it. And so right. when you said that, it really made me, it really made me think about that. And I yeah. think that that's the deal that I made. So it's funny you said that. And I, again, I, I don't want to tell you my story, but people know I, uh, uh, Please. there are 28, 29 years ago, the height making movies quickly and then they found a, a, a tumor in my throat best thing that ever happened to me see what happened to you best thing that ever happened to you right and I'll tell you why because I remember that day I remember saying to God just get me out of this get yeah. me out of this yeah and I won't I won't fuck up my life I promise I won't I'll do the right thing I'll do and, and 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 but you know you know how we are. It's like that movie in the end. You know, Burke Reynolds is swimming, and he goes, "God, just get me to the shore. I'm going to give you 80 percent of what I make." And all of a sudden, he's close. He goes, "God, you know I'm giving you 50 percent." Then he's really close. He goes, "God, my agent gets 10. You're going to get 10 percent." You know how we are. Yeah. So anyway, and my Sicilian but, father you know, couldn't handle it. But you know what? It's a great story, and I'm glad you said it. Because you know what now, you but you made a deal. I made a deal. You made a deal. I made a deal, and, and every time and you I can't break that deal. No, you can't break that deal. You can't. It's like you spit in God's face if you break that deal. And, and I'm a Catholic. I, I yeah. believe what you what you believe. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and I've had unfortunately, uh, you know, I've seen death and I've seen young people die, and I've yeah. had I've had very close friends die, and I'm going, yeah. who am I? How dare I not? How dare, you know? how dare I not go and do this? Yes. And when 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 there is what's that saying? Uh, people that are healthy, they want everything. Right. Somebody who's sick in the hospital, they just want one thing. Just want one. They thing. They just want one thing, and I and, and I and people take that for granted. Yeah. You so. can have all the money in the world, you don't have your health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing about I, I, it's in my head right now, and it's driving me crazy. Your father's Sicilian, your mother's Greek. Yeah, my father's one hundred percent. Yeah. So tell me about your father. Well, I mean, what kind of character is this guy? Uh, I mean, I, this guy, <laughs> this guy, it, my father also, like when I was going through that in the hospital, yeah. he was doing the thing. I know you're all right, but, it, but that was the way he dealt with it because it hurt him. But, but so the way he dealt with it is, yeah. no, nah, you, I, I had a feel, I had a, you know, my father always thinks, this is a funny thing, like my father actually told me and my brother, he go, I go, dad, we're half, right? Because mom's 100% Greek. And he yeah. literally goes, nah, it's different. He goes, I'm the father's. Like he would, he would say shit that made, he would say shit that, no, no, it's different. I'm the father. I'm just saying, you know, everybody, it's an untold. That's what he would say. You know, it's an untold thing, but because I'm the father, you're a little more. You're a little, and it made no biological. Made no, sense no, 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 but that's. But the mother carried you for nine months. Oh yeah, yeah, but he, for, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's, uh, my father would judge. My father would judge people by their, my father's very big on a man needs a nice watch. My father was like, he would sit down, but we're little kids. I mean, I'm a little right. kid. Need a nice yeah. watch. Go ahead. He goes, a man needs a nice watch, nice shoes, and a nice car. Okay. We'd be in the car. Me and my brother would be in the back of the car. He had, right. a, he had, a, he had a black, but I get things from him because I like white leather. 
right. and, and he had a black he had a black XJ6 uh, Jaguar with white leather, and we'd oh. be in the car, and he would go like we'd be at a light, and he would just go he'd go look at this, you fucking believe this? And we would just he goes look at that's a fucking shame. He goes that's a grown man in a Toyota. Oh God! <laughs> There's fucking kids in that car. God forbid. Like he was. So we had the. So we oh. saw. We saw the judgment young. Right. But like that's. But he never. The one thing about my father, though, he never changed. And a lot of and my father says, you know, a lot of people don't like me because I say how it is. But that's okay. That's how I have to. Like he, right. he called me up. This, this is a true story. My father called me up after the Netflix special. I'm nervous because right. my father's gonna hold no punches. You know, with with my comedy and everything. Yeah. And he calls me up and he goes, listen, he goes, I saw the, I saw the show. He goes, fantastic. It was really, really great. And thank God it was. He goes, because if it wasn't, I wouldn't know what to tell you. I wouldn't know what to do. Okay. He said, because I would have to say, you know, I can't. He goes, you're my son. I can't lie to my son. He's very, I mean, he is that guy from the Bronx, man. He's a He's very, a neighborhood guy. Guys a, from the Bronx. Uh, see, a lot of people don't understand. Our humor is very different. Oh, yeah. When my wife met my friends 30-something years ago, she said, I, I can't believe you guys are friends. <laughs> she goes, how do you talk like that to each other? <laughs> you know, my friend owned the restaurant, you know. And it was a great restaurant, but we yeah. would say things like, it was, I, I, used, my, I used to say, Dom, you know, your restaurant is, is one thing about your restaurant is consi consistency. That makes a great restaurant. Yeah. It sucked when I first went there, and it still sucks. <laughs> All these years later. And she goes, how do you, you say, say that, that to people? Yeah, but it's you just, know. it's ball breaking. It's, it's that's, ball breaking. It's fun. It's ball breaking. Yes. So yeah. your father being, I mean, when they got divorced, did your father say, well, it was my fault, her fault? Or his oh, fault? no, nothing on his part. Nothing on his no, part. No, 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 no. Your mother went crazy. That's, that's, that's what, what he said. said. Yeah, your mother went crazy. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Your mother went crazy. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, you know? But we bonded. You know what we bonded? We the visit the courts only gave my father twelve days on I mean twelve hours on Sunday. So he would pick us up at noon and right. we were with him to eight o'clock on Sunday. And then they only gave us dinner time with him on Wednesday. So me, my father, in a way, had a right to be bitter to only see your two boys eight hours on Sunday and three so, on yeah. Wednesday. That's what right. the courts the courts were, you know, a right. little more skewed that way. Right, but we right, would go right. we would go to movies. We would go to movies. He would take you to movies. Would, we, we would go to movies, and a big, a big thing was, and I'll never forget, I was in Cross County right. in 1993, and we saw a Bronx Tale in Cross County. And I was, I, I'm not just telling you just because I'm on your show. This is the guy's honest truth. Right. When I was sitting in, I was around high, yeah, high school, beginning of right. high school, and sitting there watching that, it was like when I was watching Eddie Murphy, when I was watching the whole, because those are guys that, even though I was a little younger, those were guys that my dad grew up with, and oh, those yeah. were what, what, those are the friends that I knew. So it was like this, watching that, and, and, and the, just the narration of it and the whole thing, I was like really, really locked into it. Right. And, and the one thing that stays true to so many things in the movie stay true, but the nobody cares is what really- Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And when and, and and the powerful scene in that was at the wake, and all these people that are that are friends and that were family are just going, oh, yeah, they're laughing, and it's going, that's yeah. it. And and it was really hits really hard. Well, if you think about it, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. God forbid you pass away, I pass away. Everybody's going to be sad. They're going to first few days, everybody's going to be sad. But but at the wake, they're going to go. Hey, you see that new movie, uh, yeah. Tom Cruise? You see Top Gun? It's <laughs> terrific. I mean, yeah, yeah. Before that, before they're gonna go, hey, after who's catering the? Who's, ca who's catering who, the? Who's catering what restaurant? Food? What restaurant? I hate that fucking place. <laughs> I mean, nobody cares. I've actually had that happen where they go, we're going over there's the calamari. I heard the calamari. Two hours. They, they go, two hours after there's the calamari's rubbery. Fuck, what are we doing? Two hours. Ten minutes afterwards, <laughs> Paul. It's and so you know you, you, that's why you worry about yourself, your family. Yeah. 
People that are close, yeah, that's, forget about everything. That's that's really so. What your it mother is. being Greek, did they? I mean, did the Greek culture and the Italian culture ever come head to head? That's a that's a great question, and no, because my Greek grandmother, Mayaya, rest her soul, she made it to ninety nine. Right. She was so much on the Greek that my mother my mother rebelled against it. So right. my so my grandmother was because Greek. By the way, Greeks think everything great is Greek. And you know what's amazing is because Greek, especially back then, even but even now, Greeks only marry Greeks. Usually. And they were devastated. They had to be devastated. They, when my, my Sicilian grandparents came over with my father, my mother found my Greek grandmother in the bedroom crying. Yeah. Crying. She was in there. She goes, where are you? She was, she's in there crying because they very much, I think similar to Jewish culture. I think Jewish like to Jewish stay together. Too, yeah. and, and, and Greeks like to stay, stay together. And Albanian. Albanian. Oh, Albanian too? Forget it. Yeah, yeah, they have to be, right? Have to be. Yeah. And they have to, the kids have to speak Albanian. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, so the, my Greek grandmother, she was very, everything great is Greek, but oh, my mother was the oldest out of uh, two girls. Right. They were harder on my mother. So my uh, mother rebelled against the Greek. She pushed the Greek. So she never put the Greek on me and my brother. Like on Sunday, did you have pasta? You have Greek food? No, Sunday. Oh, that's was, right. You guys were here with the boys. Sunday, right? Sunday, my dad would pick us up. We'd go to my Sicilian grandmother's. Right. Okay, she's from a little town right outside of Taramina, Sicily, right. and she would make she made I, I I taste the meatballs now, the meatballs and right. the, and the lasagna. That so we would do that. But the Greek, my mother would look at my mother almost went against the Greek because of how hard it got put on her. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they were so much Greeks, great. This is great. Everything Greek. So my mother would go no. So, so but my father was Sicilians are the greatest people. My father actually said he actually with a straight face. My father said all jokes aside, he said Sicilians are the greatest people on earth. That I love your father. He goes, there's nothing better. And then I go, well, what about regular like Northern Italy? He goes, what's yeah, his first name? Thomas. Tommy. Tommy. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Thomas. He, he would go, he would say yeah. He would go he go you know go Sicilians are the best. And I go my what about Northern? My father was like that. Yeah yeah. My father would say, remember, you're 100% Sicilian. Yeah. Not 50, 100%. Yeah. My mother was Sicilian, my father was Sicilian. Both of them. My, my father loves jewelry. But yeah. A little gaudy, a little yeah. big. A little big. Yeah, he's yeah. a little embarrassed. I have this chain here. Yeah. Right? And he goes, you, you don't want, he goes, you don't want chicken wire. You don't want chicken wire. Put that down. You know, like my father, because my father's chains are heavy. heavy. Rings, heavy. Yeah. You know, like yeah, like yeah. He likes that. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, father going. To, right, my father yeah. going to a jewelry store. This is, yeah. you know, big diamonds, big everything. Now, you know what he said? You, what did your dad do for a living? <laughs> he said he was in. Uh, he was in uh, insurance and real estate. You know what he said one time? I swear yeah. to God, he goes. You know, Paul. He goes. I don't go for this hip hop shit. You know that. You know that, right? And I was like, yeah, dad. Nothing about you says nobody. Nobody's gonna question that you like rap music or not. Nobody. Yeah. And he actually goes, but I'm gonna tell you something. He goes, these ra these rappers. He goes, they know their jewelry. <laughs> I swear to God. He goes, they know their jewelry. They, they go, know you know, their they, they go. <laughs> it's a true I mean, story. Your dad was the one thing he taught you was like, uh, you know, you got to do the right thing. You know, even though he did some, even though both of my parents might would admit that maybe they didn't handle the, the divorce the way that maybe they right. should, you know, and they did the best they could. Yes. But my father always said to me, Chaz, you know what he said? He said, stay away from drugs. He goes, stay away from drugs because one, he always said this and it was really weird that he said, he said, stay away from drugs because one day you're going to call upon your mind. And that's what I do for a living. He always said, you stay away from drugs. Drugs are going to kill you. He always said that. And he always said, you know, stay away from, he always said, stay away from the street kids and the wise guys because it's, it's not a life that you want and it's not a life that you could be. He always, he always said that. So like my dad might have not handled everything maybe, it, you know, but, but he gave me gems and I took the gems.
And 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 I I'll never forget it, you know, because those are lessons. Not doing drugs and not being with those kids really helped me, even though he wasn't really a prominent, you know, force there all the time. Wow, and it was always how to do the right thing, huh? Just you know, yeah, just you know, yeah. you know. But like he would, but my but but if I got you know, I would do I did stupid shit, you know. I would we all did. I would steal shit, you know. I would steal. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I we would. All did you, do now, you have kids now, right? Yes, I do. And how, how old are they? My kids are uh, 13 and 10. And how do they feel about their dad being a comic? They, you know, my son is like, my son knows and his friends talk to him like in school, like in junior high, like, oh, your dad, I saw your dad. I never, your dad's famous. And my son like kind of doesn't, but my daughter is like, my daughter is more like, yeah, he is. Like, that's, <laughs> right, that's right. my, you know, my, my daughter has a very, um, my daughter has the very Sicilian thing that, that, that my daughter has that vengeful thing. Cecilia, what's her name? Sophia. Sophia, beautiful name. But, yeah. but she, she has that thing where she's like, if anybody ever hurt you, daddy, she said to me, we're walking the dog. If anybody ever hurt you, I, I'll, I'll kill everybody in the family. And I, I said, mean, that's something that you say to her. She doesn't say to you. I, I, it's funny you said that because I was on stage the other night and people always say like, are you going to like give the prom date hell? I'm going to go, no, I'm worried about him. Wow. I'm going to make sure he got home okay. Yeah, my daughter. You know? Yeah, my daughter Gabriella is 21, and you know, I mean, I she always says, "Dad, you know, you got to talk to these kids. My, you know, you can't say these things." And I don't say bad things. I, I I say it in a neighborhood way. I go, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, comes to pick up my daughter. I say, "How are you?" Yeah. Yeah. And as he's leaving, I say, "Hey." Uh, he, he goes, "Oh, Mr. Palmetto, you know, I just want to say I love your movies and everything." I go, <laughs> "You saw my movies, right?" He goes, "Yeah." I go. Well, you know what I'm capable of. <laughs> <laughs> and they just look at you like, so you know what I could do if somebody hurts my daughter? You saw that, right? And then uh, I smile. I go, yeah. come on, I'm just kidding. She yeah. goes, Dad, you can't do that. Uh, that's, see, me, I'm like the, the artist in me or the comic in me, would like if the kid said, hey, I love all your specials, I'd be like, oh, you saw my specials? I'd be like, which one did you like the best? Tell me, which one <laughs> Which right. one did you not like? <laughs> Tell me the truth. You know, because right, yeah, yeah. You know, I would be like, but that's so hilarious that you would do that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Said, you know what I'm capable of. Oh, that's so I said, look, I got a lot of acres out there. No one will miss you. <laughs> You saw that tree stand, right? Uh, you saw that tree stand. I could, a lot of holes I dug out there. You won't know? be the first hole I dug. It won't be the first hole I dug. Nah, I got no more lime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good fellows. <laughs> it would have been a rat. They were all rats. They were all rats. Rat. They're all that rats. was the best. That was, that was the best, right? So let me ask you. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. What, what out of all of the mob movies, gangster movies, with these legendary... Um, Italian actors that you're not in. What is your what is like th your go to? Well, that's a that's a very good question. I well, for, obviously The Godfather is one of my favorite old time movies. One or two, both. Okay, I yeah. like one and two. Yeah, and and of course Goodfellas, and um, Goodfellas is just great. Yeah. Uh, Angels with Dirty Faces. <laughs> with, with, I don't know if you ever saw no, that. No, I no. That it reminds me of uh, Home Alone. Angels with Dirty Faces with uh, James Cagney. Right. Was that that was it? Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, on the waterfront is my favorite movie yeah. of all time with Marla. Yeah, Marla Brando. That I saw. I would say, uh, but my favorite one of my favorite ones, and I'm really pissed. And I, I ha why do I always bring this up, John? I always bring it up because I turned it down, and I'm still pissed about it. And I usually I never get upset about movies I turn down. <laughs> And the guy who did it was great in it, Michael Madsen, was uh, Donnie Brasco. 
I love that movie, Donnie Brasco. Okay, yeah. I just love that movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know Al, and I wanted to work with Pacino, and I, I ended up working with him, but uh, I just love that movie, and like, I, the, it was the part of Sonny Black. I got off of that movie, but I was directing something, and I couldn't do it. Um, oh, okay. But it just pisses me off, because I love that movie so much. I, I just think it's Al Pacino's, one of his greatest performances, and I love that movie. But there's, there's a lot of great... Mafia movies out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times on the list, my movie shows up Bronx Steel, but yeah, of course, my movie's not a mafia movie. Really, it's it's a it's actually a family movie. Yeah, yes, and and I think like a yeah. Bronx Tale. Yeah, it's it's not in the category of that like violence. No, it's and not a, because it, there's like a lot. Of, it's like almost like a yeah. life lesson movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean Goodfellas is a great movie. You know, I mean, that's yeah, Godfather. Those are. Just, it does. It does a fantastic. I could watch Godfather one and two. Like I, I, mean, I, I do. I watch Godfather d- one and two all the time. Yeah, it's it's so fantastic. You know, and I, and I love to. And then knowing uh, Bob and knowing Al, and I, I love to uh, ask them questions about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, sometimes they get annoyed. <laughs> you know, they get annoyed. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. Al, but Bob. Bob goes, oh, come on, Al. But you know, Bob's such. He's very modest. Like shy. Shy, you know, you know, he doesn't like to, you know, he's a modest guy, you know, he's yeah. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant actor, one of the top five ever, I would say, and but he doesn't like to talk about certain things, you know. Uh, well, Al, I could ask him questions, but when you did that, what, what were you, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it would be weird to talk to somebody that's very talented and have them be like, yeah, no, I was great now. <laughs> like, like that, you know, you can't. They don't, no, yeah. they, don't, they never do that. They don't. No. Anybody who's really worth their stuff doesn't brag about that. I was actually talking to you know, uh, Tara, and, and I was yeah. telling, uh, you know, hilarious comic, and I was saying, like, we were Tara both. Tara Tana- Yeah, is that how you say it? Because I don't want to yeah. say it wrong. It's Canice Tracy. Canice Tracy. Canice Tracy. How do you say it? I believe it's Canis Tracy. Tyra Canis Tracy. Tracy. Yeah, yes. and we were talking, and it was like, the more I moved up in comedy, and she was saying the same thing, and as my career grew, the more almost like insecure and like but like harder I wanted to. It was a weird thing where it wouldn't mm. be like, oh, I'm getting good. It was the opposite. It was like, I got I to gotta keep, you know, it was a weird, it was a weird thing. Yeah, and, well, that's a very normal thing. Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've been studying psychology. I mean, I've been, I've been in therapy for like 32 years. And I'm. And if you ever see a special, it's on Netflix. Uh, Jonah Hill did it with Doctor Stutz. Oh, I saw. I saw half of that. I was watching that the other he's night. My, he's my. He's uh, my shrink. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Stutz, and I've been seeing him for thirty something years. He's brilliant. But Stutz would always say that happens because the part X of the mind is telling you you're not worthy of all this. Yeah. So you have to fight against that. It's you know. funny you said that because when I had in, in 2016, I had a very horrible. Um, Anxiety episode, depression. It was yeah. about, it was a really rough, rough stretch. Right. And it was really, and I went to, and I spoke to all these different doctors and the doctor said like you, there's a word, like you don't feel, there's something that you don't feel. There's like a word, it was a weird yeah. thing. And, and it's pretty amazing what the brain could do. Yeah, but, but, but that's a beautiful thing what you just said. And I'll tell you why. Because the deal is, and Stutz would tell you, the deal is that part of you is the genius behind your comedy, you see. So that mm. part of you, wow. that, that's the shadow part of you. So he would say to you, once you become friends with that, it yeah. can't hurt you no more. Wow, yeah. You see what I'm saying? You embrace it, yeah. So the next time you feel anxiety and embrace, say, oh, oh, this is a good thing. I love you. Yeah. So you actually like look at the, that shadow, that's the other part of you. 
Yeah. And that's the thing that's giving you this gift yeah. that you can go and face 20,000 people and just riff. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Not, yeah. not everybody can do that. So what happens is, but there's a price to pay for that. Yeah. And that's the price of, like, you ever see friends of you? You have friends. I have a lot of friends. They're just like, you know, they live life. They're fucking happy. Yeah. You know, they go to work. They come yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They watch a... They watch, uh, you know, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, or yeah, they yeah. watch a show. Yeah. They're fucking happy. And yeah. you look at them, and you admire them. Yeah. You just go, wow, they got no angst, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to they fantasize no about angst. being, I used to fantasize about being like a, like a mailman. Yes, but but, <laughs> but you can, because <laughs> yeah, you have that right. shadow, right? like I have, Yeah. that's, it's this other part of you that wants to go, hey, see, it's a double-edged sword. Wow, that but shadow is amazing. It's a shadow, yeah. I, I thought... I, I'm writing, uh, I have a play that I wrote for Broadway. I hope it gets to Broadway. We'll see, God willing. I wrote for me and Giancarlo Esposito, and uh, it's all about this stuff. But the shadow is a part of you. Wow. That it could be your friend mm -hmm. or it could be your enemy. Mm. Like Vincent Van Gogh, when he cut off his ear and he died, or, you know, and he killed him, he, was a, he made it his enemy. But once you look mm. at that shadow and embrace it yeah. and put a face on it and actually see it and say, I'm good, man. Thank you for giving me this gift. Can't hurt you no more. Yeah, that's wow. That's, that's amazing. That. Yeah, I never even looked at it as like a shadow. That's like when you put it like that, it's amazing. Yes, because you, you may, everybody makes it like this anxiety. Huh, it's coming <laughs> from somewhere, this anxiety. Yeah. It's your shadow. Yeah. It's, your, it's the second, it's, your, it's another part of you. There's a great book that Phil wrote, Phil Stutz, Dr. Phil Stutz, called The Five Tools. Mm -hmm. Pick it up, it's great. Yeah, okay, no. The I... tools. But especially, uh, and he talks about this one comic. It's really great. But once you make the shadow your friend, he yeah. can't hurt you no more. Yeah, and it's amazing how, how you can build things in your head. Like I just started to get into your world a little bit with acting. Yeah. Okay. I started yeah. to get some. I started to get into some. You know, some some parts, some roles of shows, and yes. a couple small movie parts. And I'm really love it. But the anxiety I had about acting was because of a class that was with a teacher that that. So when I did stand up at the beginning, somebody says, "Hey, there's a sitcom acting class. Why don't you try this sitcom oh. acting class?" Okay. I mean, that could be death, or it could be good. And I, I go. No, it's funny you said. It. So I go to this. You know, there's oh, there's a couple comedians in there. I never went to uh, class for stand up. Right. But he goes, but there's a sitcom acting class. You never know. You could get a sitcom. And I go to this class, and this woman was the way it was. It was I. I didn't like how it made me feel about acting. Well, that's when you got to leave. And then all, I would get so anxious. I could go into if you said to me, "Hey, yeah. you got to go run into that room. There's two thousand people. You got to go tell jokes." I would do that in with with five minutes uh, to get prepared. Or the thought of going in and reading a monologue in yeah. front of these actors and, and the way she would do things and say things and made me feel. Yeah. So I would always afraid. Yeah. And then when I went on set and I actually really did it, right. like something that wasn't some... Right. I, I loved it. Right. And it, so she, it, 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 it almost took me away from yeah. like acting because yeah. the anxiety I got, I'm going, is this, this scary? Yeah. The thing that... You, I, and I, I talk about this in my... Uh, I do a master class three times a year. It, it, it sells... I, I mean, it's like crazy. It's... I do it at the one-on-one -on -one studios in Manhattan. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a member of the Actors Studio, and I moderate there at the Actors Studio in the city. Oh, wow. And, um, uh, you know, with Lyle Kessler is the director, and every once in a while he'll call me to moderate when I moderate scenes and things. 
But I do this acting class, and, I'm, and briefly I'll just tell you that what I do is I always tell people, forget everything you learned about acting, all these teachers you study with. Don't say, I'm not saying don't think about it, but when you go into an audition, I only talk, I teach how to audition. Uh-huh. You walk in, there's only three things you got to do. You got to relax. Yeah. Know your lines fairly well. Listen to the other actor. That's all you got to do. I so That's all you got to do. So I can't believe you just said that because okay. I didn't realize how important because everything in life is listening and nobody listens because everybody wants to everybody, wants, yeah, everybody to wants to talk. Right. I've done I've done podcasts with comedians, my peers, and I'm telling a great story, and then and, and I could see that they're not they're not listening. They're not listening. They're not listening. And and when you listen, and somebody said, this is one thing that, that she did say, though, in the class. Right. She goes, you're not, listen to the, because all my thing was, since it was so new to me, because right, I was yeah. a stand-up, right. I'm thinking of get your lines right, Paul. Yeah. Get your lines right. right. But this guy is telling me something that yeah. I need to actually listen to because it's right. going to make me say my lines better. Yes. And, and when I actually listened, obviously it was towards right. the end of the whole class and everything, right. but I started to understand. People don't listen. Here's what acting is. Okay, ready? Yeah. I'm gonna do. I'll, I'll give you a lesson right now. Okay. Very simple. Okay. You feel relaxed now, right? Yeah, very. You feel very relaxed. Yes. Okay. Uh, if I'm gonna ask you a question, I'm gonna say, "Hey, you're wearing a Yankee hat. Are you a Yankee fan?" Oh, big time! I love the Yankees. Really? How long have you been with the Yankees? I love the Yankees since I was 12 years old. Oh wow! And I'm gonna ask you another question. Now we're gonna act it. I want you to say this pretty much the same dialogue. Okay. Feel the same way. Okay. Hey, I just saw your hat. Are you a Yankee fan? Oh, big time Yankee fan. I love the Yanks. You've been a Yankee fan a long time. Since I was 12 years old. See how easy that is? Yes. Yeah. You see how easy that is? You remembered the dialogue. Yeah. I made it right away the same dialogue so you can remember it. That's what acting wow. is. And that felt like, that felt like. Because I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you. Wow. This is why I teach this class on how to audition. If you're not relaxed when you go to an audition, you cannot do a good job. Yep. Because you're thinking about, I want to, oh, shit, they're going to judge me. They're right. going to judge me. Yeah. Once you think about them, you're dead. Yep. You just have to go in there, be relaxed. See the feeling you have now, relaxation? Yeah. You have, to, you have to study that feeling and know when you go into an audition, if you don't feel like this, look, are you going to be a little nervous? Yes. Yes. But you have to, that's when the shadow goes, we're good, man. I know my lines. I'm going to listen to the other actor. And I'm going to do it. But don't you think, and I agree with that, but don't you think that that has a lot to do with like the director and people you're working with? Yes, but sometimes you don't have a good director. Sometimes you don't have a good teacher. Sometimes you don't have a good person you're reading with. Right. When it comes to an audition, you have to save your own ass to depend on yourself. Wow, yeah. Yeah, see, that's, I'm not good with people that are, so I'll tell you real quick. I did a, I did a, a scene in a show that's coming out. Yeah. And I was, we're in a rehab and I'm sitting in a circle in a rehab and right. my, my problem was uh, gambling. Right. The guy next to me was Coke, the guy over here. And there's some actors that are pretty, there's some like, you know, golden globe win. There's some people yeah. there and I'm, and I'm a stand up. You know, I got a, I got a, I got a Netflix special out and right. I'm feeling like, all right, right, these guys, this is acting. Right. But somebody came up to me that was a part of the thing and goes, Hey, what's the, the, the producer and director, they love you. They're big fans. They're so happy you're here. And for some reason, not that I need that, but in this moment, I kind of needed it. Yes. And they go, and I'm going, oh, wait a minute. The, the director and producer want me here? Oh. So now all of a sudden, that Golden Globe, win, this, I'm going, they want me. And it did what you just said was perfect. I relaxed. Because if, if I didn't relax, I'm going, oh, shit. Like, you know, hey, the director wants you to really nail that. Don't fuck yeah, this up. Yeah. Or something like no, that. Now, but see, you know what it did? It relaxed you and it gave you confidence. Yeah. Life, 
acting especially it's all confidence yeah all confidence man yeah, yeah. I, i'm doing this i'm doing i get on, on in, a, in a scene you know in the very beginning my first big movie my second big movie i'm with robert de niro you know <laughs> i wasn't nervous i felt like i belonged there that's insane you understand yeah that's i had amazing. the confidence to feel like i am in a position where i am i know bob is the greatest actor of all time but i felt confident and believe me bob Bob wanted me in the movie. Bob, well, Bob knew that I had to be in the movie, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't have made the movie if he didn't think I was good, right? You know, you know yeah, it's yeah. just that simple. Yeah, you know. Um, but acting is just relaxation. Confidence is everything. You know, my son is a really good basketball player, and there's there right. was one coach that was taking his confidence. Yeah, and I'm a little. I think because my parents separated. Yeah, I'm a little over, little overprotective of my yes. kids. When any anytime We're I see, all, anytime all. I see my kids uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I, w I wanted to like I wanted to go up to this coach and go. You don't. I mean, the things I wanted to say were unrealistic you and crazy. Yeah, but it's yeah, not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. And, right. and then and then once he started to get confidence, it just it changed everything. And you know what? As much as that you hated that coach, it's okay. He did that because you know what? What's his name? Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to meet people like that, Lucas. That's life. And that's life. Yeah. And you're going to have to learn how to deal with them. And Daddy's yeah. not going to be there. I know. And it's okay. Yeah. But sometimes those people are wrong, Lucas. So fuck him. Yeah. And, and get out there and play ball. Yeah. And you know what? What's happening today, Paul? Yeah. We're raising these kids today that everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Everybody, there's no first, second, third place. We're playing baseball with no strikes and balls. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Not everybody's the best. No, no. Not everybody's great. Yeah. And it's okay. You will find your niche. That kid's supposed to suck because we need an engineer. Right. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, that kid, we need an engineer. We need an architect. This kid's not going pro. This girl, who goes pro? Nobody goes, goes pro. pro. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck goes pro? How many people have you played with? How many pros do you know? Yeah. I love the parents that go, listen, we're thinking about putting, you know, Anthony in, in some private academy to play. It's like, he's a He sucks. He's oh, just tripping down first base. I, Mark Teixeira. Mark Teixeira, the great uh, Teixeira. You know, Mark Teixeira, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great Yankee. Yeah. I said to him once. I said, were you, uh, <laughs> like, w when you grew up, did you know you were going to be a professional? He goes, well, I wanted to. I go, do you have to be the best player on your team? And he said to me, you know what he said to me? Best player on your team? You probably have to be the best player in the state. In the state. Yeah, it's like one. To percent. have a shot. <laughs> to have a shot. To have a shot to even, yeah, yeah. You got to go to minus now. Yeah, no, yeah, or Division One. Division and, One. And then, and then when you got to Division One, everybody was the best in their state. See, you think you're good, but then when you go <laughs> to Division One, yeah. and you see everybody, you go, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. When I went, I listen. I studied with Lee Strasberg himself, okay? I'm old enough to, that I studied with him. When I studied down at the actor's studio, and I walked in there, and I, believe me, I, I always had this fucking crazy confidence. That's because of my parents. They gave me so much confidence. I had this crazy, like I was good as anybody. When I walked into the actor's studio on 44th Street, yeah. when I was young, and I saw some of these fucking people, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I was rocked. Yeah, yeah. I, I stood up and I was like, okay, you know, I did my thing. I did a scene, one of the scenes I did, Strasberg, Lee Strasberg said to me, he goes, you're too young to do this scene, kid. You're not ready for this scene. 
Pick another one. I was like, okay, Mr. Strasburg. Wow. Wow. You know, I mean, this was, you know, I had a guy here who lived right here. I, I shouldn't even say his name. I won't say his name. But his daughter was like, his daughter was the, one of the great tennis players in all of, um, I think in the in, in on the East Coast she was rated number one. Wow. I think she was in the top ten nation, nationally. Top ten. Okay. My daughter's gonna be pro. Pro. Okay. She went to the academy. Went to did the whole thing right. Yeah. Didn't break the top hundred. Wow. Pros. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred, not top ten. <laughs> yeah. Hundred. It's unbelievable. Gave up. Did something else. Very yeah. successful. Wow. Yeah. You know, nice people. You know, my dad, my dad studied at Strasbourg too. Did he really? Yes, he did. And he was in class with Mickey Rourke. Listen to this. Yeah. And he was and he was good. And you know what he said? What? He goes, I didn't he goes, I didn't love it. He Gotta goes love it. he goes he goes, they wanted me to go for an audition. This is what he said to me. Yeah. It's true. You just made me you just reminded me. Yeah. He goes, Yeah, I got an audition for um Miami Vice. <laughs> Miami Vice was the biggest show at the biggest time. Biggest show on television. And he goes, yeah, they wanted me there at 6 o'clock in the morning. He goes, I ain't fucking going to 6 o'clock in the morning. And he said, he goes, I wish I loved it the way you love comedy. Right. But he goes, because I was good. He was good. They liked yeah, him at the yeah. school. But he, he said, he goes, I ain't, he he goes, I ain't getting and up. And that's fine. He goes, no, and he said, he goes, I knew that I wasn't, it, you know. He, wasn't, he wouldn't have been able to survive it because you have to do it like the air you breathe. If you don't, right. you can't do it. Yeah. It's too much rejection. Yes. It's constant rejection. Yeah. It's the only job where... Eight out of ten interviews, nine out of ten interviews, or ten out of ten, you get the answer no. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You have to have thick skin for this. Thick skin. Uh, you mentioned Mark Teixeira. I got yeah. one for you. Yeah. I'm on an airplane flying to Westchester. Mark Teixeira is on the plane. Right. There's a few seats in front of me. Right. Right. And if you ever fly to Westchester, which I know, I'm time. sure you do. Yeah, it's windy. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of wind. A lot of wind. Okay. So this is this is all, I, when you said that, I go, I can't wait to tell the Teixeira story. Right. I never got to tell before. We come down. We're coming down. Right. And this thing's going like this. It's rocking, yeah. And we're coming down. And I swear to God, I, we are we are 10 feet from touchdown. Okay? We right. are. My, I, I, we just. We're right there. We're, I'm waiting for the embrace. And then, boom, shoots back up. To oh. on, right? Out of nowhere. And, and everyone's kind of looking around. Yeah, how do you and turn he, around and again? he swings around. And he doesn't say anything. And he comes back three minutes later. He says, folks, we had a little. We, I mean, I, we were so. I saw my car. Right, right, I was right. saw my car. That's how yeah. cool. And we go up, and he just turns around. And he goes, "We're gonna try that again because of the wind shear." And then f the second time around, everybody's quiet, and the thing's going like this. Chaz, when I tell you this thing hits so hard, everybody's head went for their screams, screams. Yeah. Guys going, I, "This is my thirtieth flight. This past two months, I never see." People were freaking out. So I get off, and I go, "I gotta see what Tashera says because he always flies." So yeah. me and him are walking, and he just goes, "Hey," and I go, "Hey, man." I go, "How about that? What do you think?" And he just goes, "Man, that was scary." He goes, and that's a guy that flies all the time. And he goes, because, you know, the Yankees are on the road. They fly right. constantly. Yeah. And he, he goes, he goes, that one was, that one. That and was that's scary. why I don't really like flying into yeah. Westchester. But here's yeah. the real thing that's sad about that. Not sad. <laughs> and I'll tell you what it is. That fucking plane crashes. You're not even mentioned. I know. I thought about Mark it. Mark Teixeira and yeah. 12 yeah. people. Yeah, Mark Teixeira. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my Netflix special wasn't out yet. Your Netflix special was out. <laughs> you know, now I might matter. get and, and you know now I might get up and coming comedian was also on the play. Yeah, you know, but, 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 <laughs> maybe I went skiing on a private jet. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. I'll mention it. Robert Kennedy Jr. 
Yes. Who lived here at the time. Skiing with Robert Kennedy, which is the fucking, what was I thinking? God forbid something happens. We're on a private jet and we're having bad, we're having bad turbulence. <laughs> I said to myself, this fucking plane goes down. <laughs> Senator Robert Kennedy Jr. <laughs> killed with friends. Oh, that's I'm not even going to be mentioned. <laughs> yeah, you know what's uh, funny? Because we all, I think artists, and we're all very competitive. We're comp I'm, I'm competitive. Right. I'm sure there's a little bit, you know, of course. a little competitive. Yeah. So we're like that. We're thinking, you're not thinking, oh man, this is going to be a horrible day. You're thinking, no. man, what's happening to me? Where's my legacy going right. to be with this? Like, where the fuck is my legacy going? <laughs> with some unidentified friends. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean... Uh, God Almighty! I mean, it, I mean that's uh, <laughs> that's oh, so God. funny. So, what, 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 there was something I wanted to tell you about. We talked about people on TikTok. Do you begrudge those people that have two million fans? And no, stuff? you know, the big thing right now is a lot of comedians and a lot of people, you know, in our business talking about, oh, this guy got famous in two minutes, and now they're filling up theaters. Look. Do they fill up I theaters? I don't think so. Some of the well, the ones that are do, trying to do comedy, but the thing is, the people aren't coming back. That's the thing. Because you got fifty, you can't sustain it. You can't sustain. You it. can't dance on TikTok with you and know with an avocado. Theater, right. Yeah, oh, that's the guy that danced right. on TikTok with a fucking avocado. Let's go. He's at the Richfield Playhouse, you know. And then right. all of a sudden, he goes there, and you're like, well, this "What am is, I doing? Here? What am I doing here?" But that being said. I can't knock somebody making money. I can't knock somebody no. putting food on their table. And I can't knock somebody who got big and famous quickly because they use the technology in their benefit in their favor. Absolutely. You can't. So Right. I agree. People put down, uh, I remember the very beginning, people put down the Kardashians. Yeah. You know, and I say, yeah. why are you putting them down for? They yeah. created a fucking empire. Yeah. I said, if they were losers, they would have just pissed it away. They would have yeah. did nothing with it. They created an empire and they're still going strong. So, you know what? I never begrudge anybody yeah. who fucking is a success. Nothing's, never. yeah, nothing's funnier than somebody working at Wendy's going, what the fuck did the Kardashians do? I don't know, start a billion dollar empire? Yeah, how Clothing about that? line, makeup, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, you, listen, you may not like their talent or what they do. Right. That's fine. Right. You know, listen, I've been doing comedy 20 years. I don't like if somebody, not right. that I don't like, but if all of a sudden someone's like, hey, man, we want to give you the theater, but we got this guy who juggles tonight on TikTok. I mean, yeah, listen, he's give it he's got more fans. Fine. If he's but got, you, you know, know what? But a lot of, I know uh, some record executives, they were giving these record contracts to yeah. these guys that 60 million, 100 million followers. None of them worked out. Yeah. They, they put out a song. <laughs> Nobody bought it. Yeah. No, the only and the reason why is because they <laughs> like them for what they see. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're going to go out and spend money. Right. Like fans, when they when you're a fan, you spend money. Right. You leave the house, you plan, you get in a car, and you drive there just like your Netflix special. Yes. Just like they come and see me in, a, in a Bronx Dale or go see a movie of mine. Yeah, and when and you know what people appreciate when when the work is done and right. and they're they're like, my Netflix special came out. Right. A week after it came out, I was performing. A week after the release, I was performing in San Diego. Now, what is the name of your Netflix special? Name of my Netflix special is Nocturnal Admissions. Nocturnal Admissions. Nocturnal right. Admissions is on Netflix. It's streaming now. That came out, okay, towards the end of the summer. And then middle of the summer, a week later, I'm going to San Diego. And you know what the fans were writing me? Hey, just bought tickets to see you in San Diego. Are you doing the same show? Are you doing the same show? And I'm like... And I and I I actually because in comedy it's different than when you do one man show. You do one man show, you gotta do right. you do the show. Right. People, and and you travel, people want to see that show. So comedy, stand they want to see the show. Stand up, stand up, no, 
Stand-up is, it's very disappointing if you go and do the same and show. you do the same show because it's like, I just paid $35, $40 a ticket plus a two-drink minimum and I'm with a couple people. So we spent hundreds of dollars and we could have sat on the couch and watched fucking Netflix. So what I did was I did a new hour and they people appreciated it. And mm. I asked, I told another comic, I said, yeah, people went nuts that I did a new hour. And they said, you want to know why? I said, because they've been burned before. And they know that when they come to see you, you're not gonna get, they're not going to be burned. They're going to come back. Other, if, if somebody else is not doing that, I'll let them have that, that yeah. night. Because I know when I come, what I'm going to do. And that's how I look at it. You know, that's yeah, how I, I look at it. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. Man. Yeah. It's like, you're going to come back to see me because I'm going I'm, to, I'm, the work is put in. I'm going to give it to you. I promise. Right. Now, where, I mean, if somebody wants to come and see you live, what do you got coming up? So, uh, if you are in, uh, I don't know when this will be out. I'm, this will be out, uh, this will be out Monday. Okay. So, I'm back from Toronto. I will be at Gotham Comedy Club. I'm headlining New York City for the first time since the pandemic and the special. Gotham Comedy Club, uh, February 2nd and 3rd. I'm doing three shows. Tickets are going. So, come and see me well, in New York. Where is the Gotham Comedy so, Club? Gotham Comedy Club is on uh, t uh, West 26th Street. Uh, it's a great location, great room. Um, and then February 14th, right. uh, Valentine's Day. Bring your date. I'll be at the Pittsburgh Improv. Uh, can't wait to go there. I'm going to be in Chicago at Zany's March uh, 2nd through 4th. And I have a ton of dates coming up. I have, uh, we just added Charlotte, Raleigh. We have Salt Lake City. We have Denver. We wow. have Austin, Texas. What about your website? We Can have, they go to a website? Yeah, so if you go to paulverzi.com, all of the cities and all of the, the show available tickets for all those shows are available, paulverzi.com. I do two podcasts, one called The Verzi Effect, one I co-host with Bill Burr called Anything Better. Bill you Burr. Could, you could check that out. I mean, yeah, yeah. Bill we, Burr, to is, me, is insane. I've said it before, yeah. and I'll say it again. He is... The Richard Pryor of this generation. People say to Chaz, that's give too much. Some people no. have said that to me. I said, listen to me. Yeah. Nobody has breaks ground like this guy does. Nobody can say the things he does and still get away with it. Uh, Nobody. Uh, my dearest friend, my mentor, the best. Oh. Uh, we have a great time. We're picking football games now. We're having a great time with that. The Verzi Effect is in studio now in New York. So we do like a TV show like this. You could check that out. And please keep checking out the Netflix special, Nocturnal Emissions. It was trending globally, and I'm, I'm very, very humbled about that. And uh, I got to tell you something, man. What? I got to tell you something. I'll be honest with you. To be on this show, to be with you, to remember when I watched that movie and all the things you've done. Well, By the thanks. way, Usual Suspects was, I mean, I could sit here with you, I mean, you know, in this room. I mean, right. if I wish it was snowing, because I'm not leaving. <laughs> I put my feet up, I'll watch nah. Godfather. No, but um, I really appreciate being on those. It's it an absolute my, honor. It was my pleasure. I saw you special. I loved it. That you're, means a ton. You're a real talent. Oh, thank uh, you. And if, folks, if you, if you, you got to see this guy in person. He's really funny. And even more than that, he's funny. He's really a great guy. Uh, All right. So God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. For tonight, what did I say? Tonight. Thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> and don't forget, every Monday at 11 o'clock, come in. We'll have some laughs. Subscribe that thing. Hit the like button. God bless you. See you next week. <laughs>